Welcome again to our series of podcasts. This is the 11th episode. In this podcast, I'd like to have a look at a very serious topic. And it's around suicide. Now, suicide itself is very complex. And many people find it difficult to look at it and even talk about it. Most people would find it difficult to understand. We find it difficult to understand why somebody would want to end their own life, to end everything. However, it is important to be able to have open communication around the subject. What I would like to do is give you just a taste of information that might help. Maybe even give you a sense of opening up a discussion around it so that it is no longer a taboo subject or something that we shouldn't talk about. Now, some of us will know people who have taken their own life. And we may know people who have thought about it. Or we may even be worried about somebody at present. And in fact, we may have even thought about it ourselves. First and foremost, talk. Communicate. Have a discussion about the subject. Don't be afraid of this issue as it won't just go away. I'm hoping that as we look at it, it might inspire some, if not all, to start openly talking about it with family and friends. The more people talk about it, the more people will see that it's okay to say that's how they feel. So let me give you just a little bit of information around it and let's see where it leads. So what is suicide? Well, we know that suicide is intentionally ending our own life by our own hands. What about suicide thinking about it even? Having the suicidal thoughts? We have all, or at least most of us, if we're honest, have had a thought around well, people would be better if we weren't around. There's nothing wrong with having those thoughts. If they're once off, because we usually do it when we're annoyed or feeling really upset or something. However, when those thoughts are so deep that we can see no other out, these thoughts can be very frightening and scary, especially for the person having the thoughts and for family and friends. Sometimes there can be no obvious reason why a person would be feeling suicidal. Remember that thoughts can't harm us. The only time it will harm us is if we choose to act upon them. Now it is at this stage of having those thoughts we should be getting help. Because there is there's something that has caused the thoughts to come up in the first place. And getting help is the first stage of healing. And that goes for any issue, but specifically this one. Because if somebody chooses to go ahead and take their own life, the guilt that those left behind are feeling, always unanswered questions. Why? What was the reason? Why did they do this? 
Why didn't I see it? Why didn't I talk to the person? So what can be the reason for somebody to take their own life? Now, there are many factors that can influence a person's decision. But most commonly, it's when somebody has severe depression. And as we know, depression is very different to having a bad day or an off day. They cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. With so much pain and loss, but more importantly, the hopelessness that they feel. That they feel there is no other option but to relieve the pain by ending their own life. Now, of course, there are many reasons why people take their own life. But they're only, I suppose, they're the beginnings of losing hope. Of not being able to see beyond the reason. Some of the, some of the issues could be mental health issues. Or health issues in general. Other issues or pressures can increase the risk of a person wanting to die by suicide. Here's the ones that have made my list. Suffering from mental health difficulties. Experiencing a loss, whether that's a relationship or the death of a loved one. A history of suicide in family members or friends. Alcohol or drug misuse. Feeling isolated or lonely. A history of abuse or even financial worries. That list is only a few of the many ways that can contribute to suicidal thoughts. The list, this list is limited, but in reality, there is no end to it. We may know many families who have suffered the loss of a loved one to suicide. They ask themselves many times, did I miss something? Did I notice a change in their behaviour? Did I miss the change of behaviour? So who's at risk of suicide? Well, the simple answer is every single one of us. There have been many, many studies done with regards to age, gender, colour, geographical location and other statistics. But the simple answer is we're all open to suicidal thoughts. And we're all open to ending our own life especially when emotions become too much to handle. Now, strange as this may sound, those who have had traumatic experiences are most at risk, as trauma is different for each person. So basically, it means that anybody is at risk of committing suicide. Those who are diagnosed with PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder for multiple incidences of trauma are at an even higher risk of suicide. Drugs and alcohol may also have an effect on a person, especially if they're already feeling suicidal, making them more susceptible to acting upon their urges, more than they would if they were sober. There's also about loss and the fear of loss. Somebody who decides to take their own life may be facing um, a loss or a fear of loss. And these situations, here's just a couple of them. 
academic failure, being arrested or imprisoned, being bullied, being shamed, humiliated. This includes cyberbullying, financial problems, job loss, the end of close friendship or romantic relationship, the loss of friends or family acceptance just because of your sexual orientation, loss of social standing. Again, the list is much longer than what I've given you. What has been discovered while talking to those who've wanted to commit suicide is the amount of hopelessness that they feel as they contemplate ending their own life. For example, those who are looking on may be able to see that things will get better. However, people with depression cannot see this due to a negative thought pattern and the despair that's being felt at that moment. Where there's chronic pain or terminal illness with no hope of a cure can feel that the only option is to relieve the pain by committing suicide. And they w then they won't be a burden to anyone else. To ask somebody inside the family or outside the family becomes harder and harder for example, I need another ride to the doctor's surgery or I need help, more help with household duties on an everyday basis. Did you know that in the US there are states that allow people in these predicaments to have assisted suicide and it's legal? How sad is that? We can say they can choose. But if you're in such a depressed state, are you in your right mind to make a decision like that? Seriously? Here's a list of conditions that can be associated with higher being in a higher risk of suicide. Asthma, back pain, cancer, brain surgery, brain injury, epilepsy, heart disease, migraines, Parkinson's, motor neurons, diabetes, heart failure. That basically says we're all at risk. Which one of us doesn't have health issues? Which one of us doesn't have a touch of back pain? Which one of us doesn't have a pain in the knee, a pain in the leg, a pain in the head? We are all at risk. And of course, as I've said earlier, we know that chronic pain can bring anxiety and depression which will increase the risk of suicide. In reality, we may never know the true reason why somebody would take their own life. And while it may look like that person had so much to live for, especially if they're young, we must remember that it may not have felt that way for that person. So, what can we do about it? For instance, if someone has mentioned even in passing that they're considering suicide, then it must be taken seriously. And maybe even asked directly, like, are you seriously considering suicide? However, you can't ask, are you really thinking about it? Seriously. Because if they've mentioned it, then they're already thinking about it. So what's the point in asking that question? 
we have to be direct. We have to give people the opportunity to speak, to be heard, to give them a chance to open up. So, what can we do? Well, if they say yes, then you have contact the family, contact the guards, contact whoever you feel is necessary that will help. Especially if they're in immediate danger. You have the best option. You're in a position of being able to see past what they can't. The one good thing about this is that you know that you don't have to handle it alone. There is always somebody you can call or talk to for help. Especially if you're worried about somebody. So say for example you do ask the direct question and they say, Well no, I was only joking. Who in their right mind is going to joke about something so serious? So take it seriously. Here are some behavioural changes that may help you and may give you some consideration to the possibility that someone is considering suicide without saying anything. Or maybe they do say something. So, for example, if somebody is threatening or talking about killing themselves or hurting themselves, if they're looking for ways to kill themselves or talking about a plan or a date, talking about feeling hopeless, extreme emotions and what can seem to be irrational expressions of rage, revenge, you know, all that. Self-harming or engaging in reckless or risky behaviours. Withdrawing or isolating themselves from family and friends. Dramatic change of mood. For example, sudden happiness after a long period of sadness or depression. Increased use of drugs or alcohol. Change in sleep pattern. Maybe they're not sleeping. Maybe now they're sleeping too much. Saying goodbye to family and friends. Talking about going away but not being specific. Especially on social media or text. Now there are many myths about suicide. And one of them being those who talk about suicide, well they don't do it. That's wrong. It means the person is at risk. And it can, but not always, gives us a little window of opportunity to discuss and act. Second myth. If you are discharged from a medical facility, then you are no longer at risk. Wrong. You're actually at a higher risk. Number three. Suicide happens to other people. Well, as we've discussed earlier, no. We are all open to the possibility. It can happen in our family. It can happen to somebody we love, friends, and it can happen to us. Sometimes I have actually heard people say after somebody has died from suicide that they were, oh, they're really selfish, leaving their family and friends to deal with all the questions and having no answers. Let me give you a little piece of information around understanding why suicide isn't a selfish act. 
especially to those who have never experienced anyone close to them having taken their own life. Those who attempt suicide or who pass away from suicide are not doing so because they don't care or give a toss about loved ones who will be left behind. It is because they are in so much emotional or physical pain, and sometimes both, that they feel they don't have another choice. And that in fact, they feel that they are going to be a burden to their loved ones and friends, that ending their life would be better for everyone around them. That's why it's so important to make this subject known, talk about it. But talk about it in a practical, in a positive, in a open discussion. Making someone feel guilty will not help and can in fact stop the person from reaching out for help in the first place because they will feel judged. We must try to be more open, to listen, to hear how people feel without judgment and giving them space to be open about their emotions. This way it is more supportive and therefore you're in a better position to get help for this person. That there may be some hope of healing after all. And I am aware that I may have sounded a bit passionate about this subject. I am. Because I think in today's day and age, there is no reason why we should not be able to talk to one another. Why we should not be able to see each other. And be able to express who we are with each other. Openly and without judgment. If we did that, the possibility of lowering the suicide rate would increase. Stay safe, stay well, namaste.